Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Music. Music. Horror. Horror. Subculture. And overall bad Welcome, Welcome to Kettle, to Kettle Whistle, Whistle, Whistle Radio. Radio. With your hosts, your host, Dave, Dave and Sean. And Sean. Sexy is here with us, as is Fiori. Remember outtakes with Fiori? Yes, the only, the only movie critic that matters. Fiori is here from Outtakes with Fiori. Look him up. He's also known as Rex Real on Facebook, and uh, he's got some movie reviews for us. We're going to go through. Always a lot of fun, with Fiori. And Fiori. well, we got more from him. We'll just say it. we'll do. We have more coming from him on an outtake with Fiori. On uh, there you go. Episode coming up soon. We got music coming up from my friend Dan. My oh man, Dandy Brown's got a new album out. I love every ounce of it. You're gonna hear collapse off of that one. Um, of course, uh, too. Recently, kind of fallen in love with this girl, Ali Handel. That's A L I Handel, H A N D A L. Incredible guitarist. She is a folk singer, uh, self-proclaimed folk singer blues uh, and she can belt out ACDC and uh, Led Zeppelin without a problem so um, we're gonna hear her in a little bit but um, so we got music we got movies Sean and Fiori in the house and also two things that happen inside my car in my professional world every now and then oddities happen but this was a good one I met my friend Jess Emmons who is a customer of mine who decided to sing for me and she's going to be in studio and do, um, I, I've talked her into a little Billie Eilish. And that's at a later date. Uh, we're going to have a little music accompaniment. Uh, hopefully either Fury or 
myself or Sean will be playing bass and guitar uh, for her doing a little copycat. But you'll get a little taste right now because this was impromptu. Weird things happen in my car and around my car. The stories I can't tell you. But here's one that you can hear because I recorded it. Not against her will. Um, we're doing a little Fiona Apple here with my friend Jess Emmons, who you're going to hear at a later date in the studio. Again, this was in my car, so the acoustics, you know. And, of course, the music accompaniment. We have to give big ups to Fiona Apple. But my friend Jess can sing. So let's, like, dive into that, and we'll get right into it after that with uh, Fury and Sean in the house here, all right? Hey, thanks for listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. What's up, y'all? This is Scott Roby from Prowess. You're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. Crank it up. And we're live. Kettle Whistle Radio, how you doing? Uh, live from my car. <laughs> this is Dave and uh, one of my favorite clients, I will say, and, and friend. Uh, sometimes performs for me in my car. And when I say perform, you're well, you're about to hear. I'm going to introduce Jess Emmons right now. You're on. Okay. I was staring at the sky, just looking for a star. It's a pretty on a wish something like that. I was having a sweet Too love hunger hurts and I want it so bad Oh it kills 
Featuring sock puppets, irreverent comedy, bizarro imagery, and oddball silliness aplenty. Okay. All right, let's see. Where do we want to start things off now? Me and Sean will uh, come in real quick because it's been a while since we got together, too. So let's see. All right. Yeah, Dave said you were out of commission for a while. Me? Yeah. Out of commission. He said he hadn't seen you for a long time. Well, I was, I, 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 get, I get pretty busy with, uh, for a while I was busy with uh, studying for my certification for work, and um, and then I, I've been hanging out with, uh, with a band uh, called Dragline that we've played on here before. Good, good, uh, good group of guys to hang out with, and they have a... Uh, kind of like an unplugged acoustic rock sort of band that mm. they started called the Moonshine Gypsies. There's a whole story why it's called the Moonshine Gypsies, but, uh, uh, you know, it has to do with uh, West Virginia and Moonshine down there getting... Uh, but um, Wait, there's Moonshine in West Virginia? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> who who would have thunk it? <laughs> but uh, they, they uh, I, I just started hanging out with them and coming over, and they're like, hey, you're going to do this, or hey, you're going to do... And, what we found out is I'm not very good at per- percussion, so. Mm. But uh, I am pretty good at singing, and uh, they've invited me to sing. And right now I have three songs that I sing, and I sing backups on three songs. We haven't played out live yet, but uh, the one guy in the band is—he's um, having a house party this weekend, mm. uh, this coming Saturday, and we're gonna—that'll be our our virgin show. We're gonna play out live at that. Oh, cool! So that'll be fun. Yeah. A little bit, little, like little bit nervous, but I, I think I'm ready for Somebody it. Somebody bringing a video camera to 
<laughs> I hope not. <laughs> no, nah, nah, you should. <laughs> maybe. Well, maybe I'll bring one. Hey, <laughs> yeah. folks, friends, and fiends, welcome back to Kettle Whistle Radio. That was Fiori. He's back in the house interviewing Sean. Yeah. And uh, this is the interesting part about this. I just found out, Fiori, uh, an hour ago that Sean not only is in an official band, that they're doing a show, um, that he also didn't want to announce it today. <laughs> and somehow <laughs> he let you just get it out of him. Yeah. So you have it, folks. But I, I've, been a, I've been a pretty busy guy, so yeah. And plus, I'm quite a ways away from here, too. Yeah. I told you I'm about a little more than an hour. So, you know, trying to get everybody scheduled and... Weeknights are tough because you got a, he's got a kid in college. I got a kid in college now, first year in college, and um, so my wife has her own business that she operates, and uh, she goes straight from her day job right to that. She doesn't get home till well after nine at night, and uh, so. Do you want to plug her business while you're talking about it? Yeah, we can. It's it's called Sincerely Yoga and Massage. It's in Tarentum, Pennsylvania. Um, she she does massage therapy, all kinds of massage therapy services and uh, and yoga classes. But uh, and she's really good at it too. So, but uh, we have animals, two dogs and a cat, and somebody's got to be home when you've been gone. You know, a good portion of the day, someone's got to go home and take care of them. And you know, by the time I get home, and then I get them taken care of, and it's like, well, do I leave and go straight out? You know. Weeknights are hard, so weekends have become a lot easier for me, especially you know as it relates to this. Still, it's pretty exciting stuff if that uh, if that gig goes good this weekend. You have yeah, time. yeah, we're actually thinking about uh, well, we're hoping to get out to some open mic nights and mm-hmm. just sort of trial it, see what people think, and then uh, and then go from there. Yeah, but it's fun. Cool, it's a lot of fun. It started as a hobby, just like this did, and I had you know I really love this, and then um, you do. Yeah, I do oh, okay. love this. Absolutely. I don't I, I don't like to miss doing this. But only know. when I'm here, David. Exactly. Don't yeah. let your head get big here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> trust me. Uh, no, it's it, it's we're actually... Gonna, if we're going to have Fury and Re, you know, Rex Real, I'm, I'm going to yeah, be here the, for I, sure. I, you know, now that we're on the air, I want to officially say, do you want to be Rex Real or are you Fury on my show? Because you, you, you do outtakes with Fury on the show. Always. So let's... You're Fury. Yeah. But on Facebook, Rex Real? That's Facebook. Okay, that's Facebook. See, it's a totally different thing. I just wanted to be sure. You know, okay, I'll give you a little heads up here because this is, you know, I've been at this film review game for a long, long time. Outtakes with Fury, folks. Yeah. You novices that don't know. We started that on TV in 88. Before that, it was in newspapers, okay? But when we went to TV, we wanted something visual. So I created this character called Rex Real, Mm -hmm. and obviously it was a take on the Hollywood film critic Rex Reed, mm-hmm. who who had stopped at the time doing film reviews and taking bit parts and really sleazy, cheesy movies, okay? I think his last one was Myra Breckenridge. I think it was the last movie he was in. Anyway, uh, so I created Rex Reel, who was the first and only prehistoric film critic in the nation. And this is 88. This is way before Jurassic Park, you know, came mm-hmm. along. So like Valley of Gwangi? Uh, yeah, yeah. But Actually, we can go it's, back it's to, Gwangi. Isn't yeah, it? we can Gwangi. go back to Harryhausen, go yeah. back to Gwangi. Sure, that'll work. That's the one that works for me. And I had this puppet that was a, a t- 
you know, a T-Rex puppet. Uh-huh. And we set up like a jungle scenery thing. And then, you know, the puppet would come up and he would talk and I would jack up the audio board so that it sounded like, you know, I had this voice like, came from the depths of hell. <laughs> you know, like, oh my and God. We, I so would watch this. And this dinosaur would give the review, you know, a quick synopsis review of the uh, movie and then it would roar. Well, I can't roar. You know, so, so we like lifted roars off of uh-huh. You know, cheesy dinosaur movies and threw them in there when he, when he roared <laughs> off. So Rex Real was kind of a real deal, and uh, he still is. I mean, I still have the puppet and everything at home. We might bring him back on the show just for nostalgia's <laughs> that could sake. Be fun. Yeah, just for nostalgia's sake. Do you have sake. recordings of those? Oh, yeah, those? they're all around. I think they're on three quarter inch tape. That shows you how old the shows were. <laughs> <laughs> but I might be able to scrounge up some on SVHS or oh, something. I would love to see that that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, that's Rex Real. So uh, yeah, but I gotta ask you: Did you ever review? Um, was it uh, not Planet of the Dinosaurs? That's one of them. Mm-hmm. You had to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always go back to it because that one actually had blood in it. Mm-hmm. They killed a lot of people in that movie. Um, but what was the one? Um, oh, the black and white one. Uh, Prehistoric Planet is a hard one to find, and that was a favorite. I think it's on Tubi now. Do you remember Prehistoric Planet? Uh, black and white. The, yeah. There was a robot. And and there was women from the Prehistoric yeah, Planet. That yeah. was. Uh, never seen any of these. Oh, You're not fun. missing anything, really. Is that? <laughs> See, that's not true, though, because he, he came from a, a Godzilla place, so he, kinda, uh, yeah. he would appreciate, yeah. the, appreciate the island of monster theory. I, right? I, I did see some of the Harry Hawson movies when I was a kid, I remember. Oh, you couldn't I, miss I, them. I yeah, mean, Sinbad. I, I definitely love those movies. How about the Sinbad films, you know? Yeah. 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 So, uh, so that's where that Rex Reel comes from. Well, anyway, yes. just so you know, folks, Fury's been away for a while, and Sean's been busy. I, there's been sickness in families, and we don't want to talk about any of the bad stuff. I've been out of it myself. But we're all back. Fury's back in town. We, you're, we don't know that you're going away again. or No, we, we know. We know you're not. No, we're not. Okay, he's not. <laughs> so you're going to hear more from him. And especially tonight, we're going to go over a couple of films. But in the meantime, Rex or Fury, should we call you Fury Rex? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, you gave me some movies to watch, and um, hmm, let's see. Where should we begin? The dwelling. Well, hey, no. Let, let, let's start here. Let's uh, let's uh, so that your listeners okay. uh, are aware of what's going on. Because the last couple of shows that I was on with you guys, Uh-oh. I was talking about uh, an independent studio. Uh, called Dread Central. Yes, uh-huh. these guys were my heroes. Yes. They were they were uh, putting out schlock B horror films mm-hmm. uh, more frequently than I shave, and <laughs> I thought, well, this is absolutely amazing. And, and some of them were duds. Don't get me wrong; right. you can't put out that much. And but some of them were really good, you know. And I had a good time watching them. And then uh, because they caught the eye of other people. Uh, they hooked up with a, a larger firm, still independent, but larger, called Epic Pictures. And when they were picked up by Epic Pictures, they dropped the central. So Dread Central became just Dread. Dread. Just Dread. I, I, I see it everywhere now, too. And they started putting out some movies that uh, some of them began to deviate Mm-hmm. Not that they were deviant movies. <laughs> I saw David start to rise up out of his chair. There. <laughs> but, but I'm a fan. But they were they deviated from the horror genre. Yeah. 
and uh, not necessarily bad, but they were kind of spreading their wings a little bit. And then, you know, anytime you kind of slow down and, and take your time, there's always some kind of speedster coming up behind you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what's happened because well, uh, now... Blumhouse? Are we going that no, route? Oh, okay. No, they, no, no. They're no. ahead of the game, too. Yeah, right? they're way ahead of the game. Okay. Uh, you had a, a small uh, independent studio called High Octane. Ooh. Hmm. Okay. And and they have come up and really picked up where Dread Central was last time we talked. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, I must have, oh, geez, I'll bet close to a dozen movies at hmm. home that I have to watch before the second week of maybe April. Wow. You know, and, and all coming from this high octane. That's a fair amount of movies. Yeah, it's a, it's a boatload of movies. And, uh, you know, same thing with uh, Dread Central. A lot of them that they're coming out with are, are pretty decent movies. And some of them are, you know, well, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Meantime, Dread Central <clears throat> has, uh, and this worries me because anytime. Uh, an independent studio, or any studio for that matter, uh, decides to pick up the uh, Hollywood uh, mantra, the the agenda of Hollywood, and and start doing things that come under that big umbrella of we are Hollywood and we know better than you about everything and we'll tell you how to do things. Uh, that's a problem, okay? So Dread Central, or Dread now, has, uh, I guess because it's March... And it's traditionally March was Women's Month. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. Yep. Women Empowerment. I guess they're saying now Women Empowerment Month. Yeah. They, they've uh, they've come out with this. Uh, well, it, it's like uh, it's a pod series, a podcast series, uh, and it's streaming on several different devices, and it's all about women in horror. And, uh, you know, hmm. I've watched a couple of episodes, and they, they really needed a stronger producer for this. They really did. David, you should have given them I a call. I hear you. I have a few. Yeah. How, did Amanda Wiz get on there? You know, <laughs> Amanda, it looks like, no. again, it looks like Wise, but we had that discussion, but she pronounces Wiz. Amanda Wiz from, yeah. you know, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. She doesn't like the term Scream Queen. I called her that, and she called me out on that. No. So that, to her, not necessarily sexist, but she thought that the female heroine should be more than just a Scream Queen, which I agree with that, too. Um, so yeah, she would have been a prime candidate for that. Sure, I'm surprised. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah. And and yeah, I mean, you know, they're they're putting it together, and it's it's a very politically correct thing to do, I guess. And uh, uh, I'm sure they're going for the progressive point total or whatever there is at the end of those types of things. But it's pulled them away from their movies, uh, and uh, and this high octane, I think, is you know coming up right behind them and biting them on the ass, and it's going to be. Uh, yeah, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if they can regain their uh, their stature after they took this little pause here in the right. road. You know, they're like the hare, and they got a little cocky and they're resting on the side of the road, and the tortoise is coming <laughs> up right behind them. You know, it's, it's, yeah. Red Central. They used to have a really good web page. I would go to all the time and check out what's what you know. Yes, because I like vampire flicks, and I was always mm -hmm. like, well, what's what's coming out? You know, that reminds but, me, I, I didn't ever finished watching Vampire Wars. Should I go back to that? V Wars. Yeah, V Wars. On, uh, yeah. Netflix. Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll go back to it. Okay. Um, Uncorked. Do you see that? Uh, v Wars? Yeah. Um, Did you like it? It was the one season, wasn't it? Yeah, just one yeah. season. Yeah, so far. Are they going to come back with the... I hope so. I mean, I don't know. I wanted to ask you, Furia, where does Uncorked stand with all this? Because they're also... They do a lot of 
low budget horror and good horror. Oh, Uncorked is high octane. That's them. Yeah, that th- those are the those boys are the same. That explains it because yeah. I, I Uncorked I watched more Uncorked films this year than anything else. Yeah, yeah. Okay. As far as horror, was like, okay. All right, yeah, they are turning uh, pretty good quality stuff yeah. out there. I uh, just want to say real quick, uh, you know, we're going to talk some more movies, but um, we have some music for you tonight. Uh, one, uh, definitely a tune from Ali Handel. That's A-L-I-H-A-N-D-A-L. Um, you can get all her stuff at www.allihandelmusic.com if you like it. We're going to play a song in a little bit here. Also, one from Dandy Brown. They've been around a while on these airwaves, and uh, we have their new album here. We're going to play a song by them. And... Uh, Probably we may go out with a folk tune. I don't know. We're gonna figure that out as we go along here. But uh, what movie do we want to talk about next? What do you got next, Fury? We got on nothing. Well, uh, let's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, this happens every time we come on and do yeah. one of these shows. Yeah, it does. <laughs> you, ha- you have to understand because this is just audio. You don't understand what we are surrounded by in oh, here. I, it's just. You know, and every time I come in, He's David, David changes it. It's not like it's the same damn it's room. True. It's not. I'm always... There's a whole plethora of shit in there, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's really cool. So, you know, when David goes off on one of his rants, I kind of glance around here and exactly. I'm looking at so, stuff. Now that thing up there, is that supposed to be the alien from Alien Resurrection? That's when yes. it gets everybody's attention and that, Sean, yes. Sean is scared I'm, to death of I, that. That thing is that, that thing's actually frightening in yeah, that that's, Fury, that's, that's the th- one thing that he is scared of in this room. It, it does that whole like and you I know the and, little and then it's yes. like the and I don't mean like now so, this is uh, from Alien Resurrection folks I have the action figure and you've heard it before Sean is totally freaked out by this thing and now Fury found and a, it and of all things to find in the room that's the thing I'm yeah. concentrating on when you went and threw me a yeah, you can go grab question go, no go, I'm not gonna grab anything I was like yeah, <laughs> just but I, you know he gets me like that all the time he too looks a it's lonely. like you know, I'll be looking around. Hey, Sean, what you got? <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> Total well, actually, like. So anyway, we're going to take a break, listen to a tune, but I'm curious what film we're going to talk about first. Well, the first film we're going to talk about is not really a horror film, but Ooh. there were a lot of things that were going on in it Uh-oh. that I liked, and I listed it as one of the top movies of 2019. And everyone said that I was high on something. <laughs> And that's not true. Of course, it was Grey Goose. Everybody knows what. It is. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, with that, <laughs> all right, we're gonna go into a tune by Ellie Handel. Check out this chick, man. Oh, I, I said chick. I said the worst thing I could have said. This this lady. Phone's uh, ringing. It's Ellie. Right. <laughs> right. Well, she she did semi CDs and the OK to play everything, and she's got a lot of stuff. I played it for you guys. Um, we're gonna play her new release. You get what you settle for. What do you think of that? Did you guys like it? Yeah, I thought so. I mean, she definitely has like a, you know, like you said, uh, sort of like a uh, a young Cheryl Crow vibe going on in that song. Yeah, um, I picked that up. There was actually somebody else I was thinking of. I can't put a name to it right now. I'm going to sit here and think about it. And maybe when we come back, I'll, have, I'll pull that name out of the hat. But um, it reminded me of something else I had heard before. And I'm going to have to. Like a Nicolette Larson. Something like mm. that. Okay, uh, so Shell Crow, I'll go with that one. And I, I said something that may have offended Fury that um, she's being uh, put on the same bill and playlist as a certain favorite of yours. Oh yeah, well I'm I'm a huge blues fan, so, so as Joe a, Bonamassa. Yeah, Joe Bonamassa is. You're, in are fact, you okay? I just got back from one of his concerts. Yeah, and, yeah I'll go for it. Yeah, I, I'd know, like to hear that review. Well, we have yeah. a lot of fans that actually. Yeah, so I mean, I mean fans of his. They're not fans you know, of us. W- <laughs> one thing, one thing I like about Joe is when you go to one of his concerts, 
if it says 8 o'clock, when it's 8 o'clock, the lights go out and he starts. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if there was a traffic jam or anything. 8 o'clock, he starts, and, you know, 10, 10, 15, he's done, he's off. There's no yeah. uh, there's no warm-up act or anything like that with him. And, uh, you know, I, some people don't like that because they like the warm-up acts and, yeah. you know, the, mm -hmm. a little extra time I've to get really in. I've never really listened to his stuff before. Is it, does he, is it, is is a portion of the show like just kind of jamming or is it all just straight songs the whole way through? Well, uh, he, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't talk an awful lot. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, <laughs> uh, the show we just saw last night in Cleveland, he played uh, an hour and 15 minutes before he even said hello to the crowd. Huh. You know, I mean, he just came out and just started wailing. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty interesting, uh, I, I like it, you know, being a guitar player, I like what he can, uh, what he can do with uh, with the guitar, and I've always liked the blues. So, you know, if you get a chance to see somebody like him or Buddy Guy or so, you know, th those guys are good. You can't uh, you can't let that stuff pass up. But um, uh, the point I was trying to make is he's the only guy I know that does that. That just does him and nobody else. Most of these other blues guys bring in somebody to you know warm up the crowd and yeah. And uh, I thought the stuff that you played uh, from Alley. Uh, would fit in perfectly for the. Okay. Uh, oh, that's nice know. to hear. She'll yeah. probably be glad to hear that. Yeah, I um, thought it would fit in. She's very gracious with her music. Um, this is from the album. Uh, that's what she said. And again, the song is "You Get What You Settle For." And uh, her genre is folk. I hear a lot of blues, and she can cover Zeppelin, and that's bold for anybody to do. So I got to give her credit. And she comes from a good place. Uh, she's uh, you know uh, she battled cancer. She's very outward about that uh she had a rare form of it that was about three and a half four years ago and uh she's fully recovered and taking it out on her guitar which is the way to go so let's uh let's listen to you get what you settle for and we'll get right back with fury and captain sexy in the house <laughs> thanks for listening all the years that it told me don't look to the silver screen
you should be. There are things that dwell here in the dark. Things best left unseen. With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle. Fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work. Hey. Welcome back. That was Ali Handel. And that was You Get What You Settle For from That's What She Said album. And um, I think she's wonderful. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I, we also, off air, got to hear the uh, acoustic version. What did you guys think of the acoustic verse, the uh, studio version? Anything, guys? I, I like the acoustic version uh, maybe a bit better, Interesting. to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. More personal? Yeah, yeah she's definitely... Uh, mm. Uh, got the got the chops, and you can tell that uh, she likes to uh, to be, uh, you know, in front of the camera or like on the stage. Like it seems like that's her element. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Definitely. Um, you know, it, it seems to come across natural. But you said that uh, there's a story behind that, and uh, yes, is that something we could talk about, or is Absolutely. that for a future? She, um, we, well, we're gonna get her on the show at some point, yeah. and you're a fear, you're welcome to join in, and by then you should know her whole catalog. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, uh, she uh, says it. She's very open about this. That um, she w- didn't really pursue. She was pursuing music. It didn't go. It wasn't going where she wanted it to go. Then she got sick. And she didn't want the cancer to define her, and she decided to take that out on a guitar mm-hmm. and and get back into music. And she went in a hundredfold, and now she's making a name for herself. And I gotta say, she's got a great marketing plan too, because she pops up everywhere um, if you're into this type of music. So I'm, I've always been a Sheryl Crow fan, so I have this somewhere in my heart. And of course, it goes back to Stevie Nicks and all the heroines of old. Yeah. But yeah, I've always uh, loved women crooners. So. But that's me, and that's Ali Handel. Now we have Fury, Rex Real, in the house. We're not sure which he wants to go by yet, but he goes by both. Outtakes Fury with Fury is the show, and we can find that. Where do we find your show, Fury? It's everywhere. Everywhere you want to be. It's like cockroaches. You can't get rid of it. Like cockroaches. <laughs> now, if you're in the Pittsburgh area, you can catch it on Verizon Fios. That'll be channel 32 all along the Fios network. Mondays at 7, Thursdays at 9, and if you're not on Fios, you can catch it on Atlantic Broadband. For those who are, uh, that would be south the west of the city, and you can also catch it on Comcast Channel 7. I think the broadband is Channel 77. Uh, I believe they're all showing them at the same times. And we put a, we are now putting up full shows on the um, uh, YouTube so uh, probably the best way to get the links for those, because each one has an individual link, uh, is just to go to the Outtakes with Fiore Facebook page. 
And when they are available, I will post the links up there, and then you can go and just uh, watch the whole thing on YouTube. I don't think I ever asked. Do you guys do you cut the show live, or is it pre-recorded? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that answer. <laughs> Come on, John. You know better than that. Yeah. You're sitting in this room. I know. I know. But you know. Oh my God! Yeah, we we, we don't believe in auditions. <laughs> Practice. What's that? Yeah. Uh, you. Hey. We want to do a read-through? Oh, the mics are hot. Who needs a read-through? Anyway. Hey, were we recording? Did you get what I... <laughs> But it is always uh, off-air. We get the greatest discussions that we can't talk about usually. Some of them we can. Some, Some of them, them we, we can. can. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Fury is back in the house here, and we're glad to have him back. And... Uh, Maybe some of you won't be glad. We should. Uh, we're going to tell you where you can argue with him about films at some point too, because he will go at it with you, head to head. Sure, uh, that's always fun. Always fun. He enjoys that, and uh, you know, we, and there is a hidden show that will be re-released, even though it was released briefly, where he pissed off the entire um, well country of Norway. whole bunch of vikings and very you know, angry seriously I mean, it's funny. been a long time since eric the red i don't think i'm worried you know yeah I mean? but these were these were metal vikings and that goes back to a lords of chaos film which we will we're going to get back into that because there's been some resurgence of that film lately but really yeah there shouldn't have oh, been. Yeah. oh yeah they should have just let that die on the vine just wait just wait oh you know there are people that love it and hate it so that's another story all right, so I, I do want to make this announcement because Fury might want to be here. March 26th, uh, we are recording with John Russo. I'm sorry, March 25th. It was changed to March 25th. Uh, John Russo, also known as Jack to his friends, John Russo of Night of the Living Dead legend, uh, will be here, and he's gonna be, we're going to do a simulcast with the pop-off girls. Uh, so if you have some, uh, I know, if you want to... Come on over, we'll mosey across the way. Uh, yeah, and, uh, I definitely want to be here. Yeah, for yeah just mark that one down, guys. And for you listeners, there'll be a week after that. <laughs> anyway, so that being said, let's get into it here. All right. Well, we teased before the uh, before this alley song. We teased uh, uh, going into some movies, and th this was a movie that um, uh, I, I really thought was very clever and very well done. And it's called The Fair. Ah, and I listed yeah. it as one of my best movies of uh, 2019, and it was ignored by everybody, of course. Um, <laughs> but there were a couple of things that I liked about it. Uh, first off, it, it, it takes a, a very worn uh, trend, and that is the trend of the time loop. I mean, this has been used. Tom Cruise used it, for crying out loud. Bill Murray's been used Everybody uses that time loop thing. Well, how about the Witcher series on Netflix? It could drive you crazy with that time uh, loop. Well, that's true, yeah. <laughs> uh, they did not do that well. But anyway. No, and I like the show. Anyway. Uh, yeah. But anyway. Uh, uh, so uh, they they take that as a starting point, and you, and you have that. But they do something a little bit different. As the main character begins to remember things from the past, they shift from black and white to color. Oh, wow. So as he begins to remember and his memory comes back and he realizes he's living the same day over again, mm -hmm. the movie turns more and more mm -hmm. color. It's pretty so clever. It's, it's pretty like, clever. you know, Dorothy coming out of the house and mm -hmm. seeing the yellow brick road, that type of thing. And then the thing that I really liked about it was uh, instead of making it some kind of a horror thing where they're trapped in a... Uh, time space continuum or you know the uh, the Borg have something to do with it mm. they uh, <laughs> they mixed mythology into this yes yeah. they did so now we have all of the uh, mythical gods and uh, uh, 
minions playing around and playing essential parts in this thing. Now, I know when you were watching it, David, you didn't. Uh, I don't think you got the excitement out of it that I did. Uh, but, no, uh, I really did because the acting was good. I like the lead guy was good. She was great. I don't want. We got to watch spoilers here because the reveal is huge. Yeah. And I knew from the moment that I saw a gold coin what it was. But uh, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to say it because it's even better. It's better to not know that, I guess. Or, yeah, I think it it's is. It's still a fun movie, though. Yeah. And I wish Sean had watched it. But, yeah, you, you recommended it. I watched it. And there's, what, literally four people in the movie. And one of them is just a voice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 And she, she not only starred in it, but I, uh, she's oh, the I producer. Yeah. And then she also wrote it, too. Is this a movie really? that, that I could just go see online somewhere it's, no it's free like, on prime oh it's on prime yeah it's free okay. and, um, and, the, and the name again was the called fair the as fair. in like as in taxi fair yeah yeah okay. yeah. yeah every uber and well, lyft driver should watch well, this i'm definitely gonna ch- i mean first part of the week this week i'm pretty pretty free as far as scheduling watch goes tonight, and yeah. I'll, I'll probably watch it. it it's one you'll like it's not a gore fest it's not a monster well fest. We're, we're probably gonna watch the final episode of the outsider I don't Ooh. know if you guys have been watching that on Wait. HBO, but I don't want to get into that. Wait, The Outsider as in? The Stephen King book. Yeah. The, oh, what is that on? Because I don't have it. HBO. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. have that. Okay. We'll save that for another show. Good, good. Yeah. I want to hear about that. Yeah. All right, so. The what, Fair. I want to ask you, what is the director's name again? And you said she stars in it? Yeah, what? she's she's the passenger in the back what's, seat. What's her name? I don't know. Damn I it, I meant to write that down. <laughs> she was great. I so. wrote it down in my review. I didn't bring uh, my okay. review with me. Go <laughs> online and look it up. Look up the Outtakes with Fury blog. But yes, this is that's like, right. there we go. top of the list 2019, your pick. No, no, no. It was my pick. Yeah. Okay. I had, look. <clears throat> I'm, I'm a charter member of the Broadcast Film Critics Association, okay? <laughs> yeah. When I joined this organization, there were 40 of yeah. us, okay? Now there are over 340, okay? Yeah, and and rough. out of out of all of the people in the organization, I think I'm the only one that watched the fair. Oh my god, it's sad. <laughs> I am also the only one that watched The Dwelling. Oh, I'm the only dwelling. one that watched the uh, you know, I I I'm the only one that watches all of these things. They're just like uh I don't know, but it's important. Why? Why are they on all these channels? People watch them, and and genre fans, horror genre fans, are the most loyal fans you'll ever find. Just like metalheads, they'll they'll buy those albums till the end of time. Yeah, you know, and horror fans will show up at the theater to see Shark Night. You know, yeah, which no, was horrible. <laughs> well, you know, I, I know people that did it though. <laughs> and, and this is why I constantly refer to the condescending critics of the two lettered cities. Now, the two lettered cities are, of course. New York and L.A., NYLA. And anybody who becomes a film critic and works in any capacity in these two cities mm-hmm. thinks all of a sudden they are higher and mightier than everyone else and their shit don't stink. Let Ooh. me tell you something, Bill. That's not the way it works, okay? So they watch all these movies like this absolutely horrible, dreadful movie I just had to sit through called Swallow. <laughs> Which, believe me, <laughs> I know yeah. what you're all thinking yeah, they, out there. Me and Sean just looked at each other. Yeah, we know where this if is going. My mind just went yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> if this movie had gone there, I probably would have liked it a lot better. <laughs> oh, my God. But it didn't. This was one of the worst, most horrible films I have ever seen. It's not because it was produced bad. It's not because the actors were bad. It wasn't because... David's playing with my microphone. (laughs) It was simply because the message this movie gives is one that is abhorrent to anyone who is human. (laughs) 
You see, I, absolutely abhorrent. I, In I, fact, I, if anybody watches this movie yeah. and says they like it, you need to justify your very existence on Earth. You are nothing but a meat popsicle. Now, I like it. I got to see it now. Do you understand why I moved the mic? I knew, the Italian in me knew, that a volcano was going to erupt. I'm, I'm, I felt it I'm coming. Calm now. A I'm disturbance calm. in the force. But and wow. I I appreciate so much when I get the opportunity to see these independent films because there are an awful lot of gems out there and just because they don't spew all of this propaganda that comes from Tinseltown well they can't be considered serious I wish I mean, we had a really, camera right you know, now they just can't be considered serious about this you know because it's not covering look at all the god awful movies oh, yeah. that they put up oh, for yeah. the uh, the Oscars and 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 my god look at the look at the ones that they ignored mm-hmm. that were out there that were actually worth watching you know and this this doesn't happen the fair is worth watching yeah, it doesn't happen just <laughs> occasionally. It happens all the freaking time because yeah, they yeah. want to promote these damn agendas. Who gives a flying rat's ass? Right, right. You yeah. know, entertain us. Not to mention, uh, the hunt is being released finally. Remember that debacle? Sc- I have a screening for that Tuesday. Oh, do you have yeah. a friend? Uh, I have several friends. What are you, what are you asking me? <laughs> I'm asking you out on a date. Oh, this is a uh, this is a ten o'clock in the morning screening. Oh, you no, can do, make you, that? do you have a? Do you have somebody going though? You know, you're limited. No, no. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I throw a lot I of weight would, in this I would town. love to go. <laughs> yes, I would love to go to that. So what, oh, do, what do you think of the Oscars now? I, I don't know I, if we should talk about that on. Uh, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> on air, is it? No, we'll talk about it after we see yeah, it. I, I don't <laughs> think it's very entertaining anymore. I used to love to watch the Oscars, and uh, it's just a, a big. Um, platform for everyone to have uh i feel like of the you know their their opinion about the state of affairs in the world well let me let me throw you a little curve here sean let me tell you that i think things went south the day the comedy died Mm. oh is that because the rom-com took over how does that have to do with Politi- the Oscars? Politically correct? <laughs> I'm just saying, because, yeah, comedies. I mean, Caddyshack was funny. No, Can you no. imagine if they made that now? What, what I'm saying is that, um, you know, back in the day, you could have the Oscars. They were a big deal. Everybody showed up. And they generally had a host who was a power host. Yeah. And that host was uh, a comedian who was uh, very funny. And the comedian could span, you know, they weren't political com- uh, comedians. I mean, they might have told political jokes, yeah. but they they were very all-encompassing and they knew their audience. And as soon as that started to die mm-hmm. because of the proliferation of various cable networks and channels, uh, you'd have a lot of com- uh, comedians who can't do that anymore. They have to play to their audience, and a lot of times their audience is very progressive or very liberal and has you know certain... Uh, things that uh, they expect from them and as a result you get a very slanted host and one that can't cover you yeah. know the whole range of the viewing audience and uh, and uh, hell uh, the last two years they did the whole show without a host yeah so i mean you know what's that tell you damn yeah that's true I, yeah. yeah ridiculous yeah. And this, uh, what this year was uh well you had steve martin and uh chris rock right but they weren't official no they just kind of like got up there and riffed a little bit and it worked but why i don't don't understand the whole thing i i don't know i used to watch bits and pieces of the oscars i don't really now i just don't care because i do watch the films after the fact though um just to see what i missed it feels like they all have the same kind of 
feel to them. Yeah, right? it's yeah, the same just, agenda that's yeah. coming out of there. So yeah, I look forward to the hunt. <laughs> when you're in the uh, when you're in the uh, uh, business and you hear a lot about the uh, things that go on behind the scenes, the politics being played, uh, it can sometimes sour you a little bit. So uh, I don't I don't put a lot of stock in. The, I mean, it's it's the it's the trade of the business. I mean, mm. you got to. But uh, did we even say when you were screaming uh, what Swallow was about? No, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> okay. that, this movie, you don't understand how freaking mad I am at this movie. This movie is so irritating, so disgusting. And, you know, they came out and they said, oh, you know, this is a new radical feminist thriller. You know, no, no, it isn't. And there goes David moving my microphone again. Son of a bitch. <laughs> It is not. It is not. You know, uh, don't don't get me started. Look, I'll tell you what. I have a YouTube channel. <laughs> Go for it. Go under slash write critic, all in all caps, and look up Swallow, and you can see it there. I think it's already going viral because I just. You know, scream and yell, and that's it. That's good. This that's movie good. is anti-human. I tell you what, you know, sometimes, yeah. Anybody involved in this movie, I mean, let's face it, their ass sucks canal water. That's all there is to it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to. Say, I want to tell everybody to stick around to the end of the show today. Just it, it, you, because we're going to reveal um, whether you know it or not. Fiore is a huge hockey fan and has many a jersey. But we, and I do not know what his favorite team is. On his birthday, I asked him. I even bought him a hat. He did. And he was about to reveal it, and I said, save it for the show. I think and here it is right here. Let me hold this up. To, which camera is this? Camera three? Here you go. Yeah, there there you go. See that hat right there? So Isn't that nice? So we're not going to reveal it at this the is, end of the this show? This is what David gave to me for my birthday. Oh, the hat. Yeah, I gave him a Yeah, there hat. it is right there. Penguin's see? hat, very see? local. <laughs> I would Honestly, I'd like to see if you'd wear an Islanders hat if I bought one. Probably Of not. course I would. You would? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, we could work on that. In fact, I'm one of the guys that likes the. Uh, the old Islander jersey that had the fishermen yeah. on it. Oh, oh yeah. Gordon's fishermen. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That was stupid. Uh, no, that rock. That was better than that damn NY with a hockey stick coming out well, of the bottom of it. It's the Long Island symbol uh, of the island itself. All so, right. was the, so was the fishermen. There we go with the hockey. All right. Yeah, we, we used to have hockey talk on here. I don't, anyway, we're not going to get into that. I am an Islander fan because I was there for 20 years in the four Stanley Cup. And you guys got Trottier, Kasparitis, Billy Guerin later on. But Trottier came here in Pittsburgh the same time I did, so I could at least cheer for some but of my guys. But you guys had my hero, though. Billy Smith. Billy Smith, as the, the, the headhunter. Yeah. Well, yeah. in my playing days, I patterned after him. Nice. I, I think in two leagues, I still hold the same uh, the the record for most times being tossed out of a game by yes. a goaltender. Really? I oh yeah, it. I was brutal, man. I had the biggest <laughs> stick on the ice. Come Absolutely. On. What are you talking about? I butchered people. <laughs> Billy, Billy Smith, for all you youngins out there, was known to basically slash people in the head with his stick. He'll, he'll, he would hit anybody. He took more penalties. More guys got sent to the box. Yep. Back then, for him, I believe they yep. put goalies in. Back then, they still don't. They still don't. Yeah. But uh, Billy Smith was the man, and his other guy was just the opposite. Chico Resch, you remember him? Yes. He was the nicer of the two. Yes. Um, but yeah, then Brian Trotje, like I said, he was he was king as far as I'm concerned. He came here and gave you guys two Stanley Cups, right? Yeah. Yeah. At that time, so I had something to cheer for. So there's the whole story behind that hockey. Anyway, do we want to get into Jeff Maher or Maher's The Dwelling? Oh, yeah, sure, if How you about want. that? I'm not going to bring up Swallow ever again, maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> Somehow I doubt that. <laughs> i got to know what it's about. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. All right, so I asked uh, one day, I, I was I just texted Fury out of the blue. I was like, I need some new horror movies to watch. Give me some ideas. And he threw out The, the Fair, 
the dwelling was first. And uh, one other one that we're going to talk about. Uh, you know, I really, the 13 Graves probably. I, yeah. I, you know, I really like the dwelling. This is another one of those uh, horror gems that I think slipped under the radar. You know, nobody paid attention to it. It but would freak Sean out. They really, did you, you watch you it like at it all? Though? Yeah, did I love the dwelling. Oh, you did watch it? Oh, yeah, 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 I loved I'm it. I'm going to have to watch it. You know, <laughs> Well, it's a very simple it's premise, schlocky, but it's it's but... mixing a lot of yeah. different things. It's mixing, uh, you know, medieval horror yeah. with a uh, demon's curse, and it's mixing uh, uh, the time loop again comes into this. There's time. Uh, there's a time warp it involved in it. Sounds vaguely familiar. Don't you forget. Know? Wait, wait. Don't forget Sex Club. Oh yes, and and there's sex clubs too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. you oh, you, you have to understand the three of us here. We. we heard about these sex clubs we don't uh, know about them in the biblical sense this sounded vaguely familiar until I've the got sex three clubs, addresses but... if you want uh, what? i'm sorry what? <laughs> moving on what you say dwelling. okay yes yeah. yeah so it's a pretty good I, I i thought it was a really good movie i thought it was very cleverly done now if you put it into you know universal or Bloomhouse, or you know one of those you know paramount could they have upped it could they have really you know you know rose it to another level mm -hmm. you know right. bam turn it up a notch of course that's what big studios do but the gem is right there i think in that story so. i recognize the, the the cop and it seemed familiar from other such films. oh yeah he's uh, he's, he's good. good yeah he's really yeah. good but anyway we should tell them what it, give them an idea what it's about um well so it, here's the basic plot yeah. okay and this is this is uh <clears throat> the movie is called the dwelling and it's it's a really good movie and and you definitely want to go see it the movie you don't want to see is called Swallow. Okay? <laughs> Wait, what's, so, what, what's that and, one about? In, in Swallow, what, what is that about? you have this girl. And this girl... Is there more than one okay? girl? No, just this one girl. Okay. And she she works as a... Uh, a uh, Stripper? No. <laughs> I wish it was that good. Uh, milk she, delivery She works person. in retail. She's okay. selling things, okay? And in the process of selling things, she happens to meet this man. They fall madly in love. They have this whirlwind romance, and they end up marrying. Well, this guy is richer than God, okay? His family owns a multi-billion oh, dollar. swallowing. Yeah, there it is. You know, I mean, he's just, and he gives this girl. That was coffee, folks. The Take it life, easy. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Would we be talking about this if it was? He gives her a life that you couldn't possibly believe and then uh, so she's living this fantastic life and uh the, you know the family they have a the, the, she gets pregnant so they're going to have a child they're going to have a boy now child. this is swallow not this the is dwelling, swallow right? this okay. is swallow dwelling is the good movie folks now let me wrap this up for you real <laughs> short and sweet so we don't waste your time on this basically what this movie comes down to is the most radical here goes dave moving my microphone again the most <laughs> idiotic radical feministic bullshit i've ever heard in my life this woman cannot be happy and she cannot be a strong and independent woman because she's been given this great life by a man. She has a, a boy child coming and that's a man. And the only way that she can prove herself to be true and independent is to get rid of all the men in her life. Now, if this bitch went on a killing spree and killed all the men, you would say, okay, fine. It's a, you know, it's a whore. No, she doesn't do that. She divorces the old man, you know, just walks out on his life and says, I don't want you anymore. <laughs> and then she goes and she aborts the baby. And Whoa. that's what liberates her from her disease of swallowing shit she shouldn't swallow. See, in order for her to be cured mentally and physically, wow. she needs to abort her kid. Who thinks like this? Deranged, mental, 
people who have no right to exist on Earth. You just don't do this type of thing. So you, you don't you didn't make like yourself better I mean, by killing other people. Hell, if you can make yourself better by killing other people, I'd probably be in post offices all over the nation. I would be the Highlander. Because <laughs> so, in the end, there can be, there can be only, only one. one. <laughs> so what, was it a good movie, though? I mean, so there's this tree, and the tree is in the middle of a village. And I'm being the witcher. And then... Oh, he is. <laughs> timeline. timeline. And then, see how I tied that all in? Say, and then what you have is Not people who commit grave sins are tortured on this tree. So the tree becomes a tortured tree. But wait. The medieval times pass, and the times of enlightenment. Now everyone is woke. woke. So the tree has to come down, and they turn it into a bed. And it's a giant bed. They it's not a king size. A giant bed. It's a massive, massive bed. <laughs> and by some quirk, strange coincidence, it finds itself in a New York sex, sex club. club. Yeah. <laughs> but see... The tree and there cannot be only one of those. The tree remembers. The tree remembers. It was the tree of justice. So anyone who goes to Dally in this bed has to pay the price. Yes. Yes. And I guess the bed is the dwelling. Is that or is the dwelling the creature or thing, spirit, demon under the bed? That's the dwelling. Oh, you just want to tell them in the ending, Dave? Go ahead. Not really. <laughs> That doesn't tell you a whole lot, but let's just put it this way. The safest place, the interesting part is if you ever saw a creep show, The Raft, Yeah, it's very similar to that. The safest place to be in the bedroom is on the bed. If you leave the bed, these four people get stranded on the bed because they were going to have sex club games. Sure. <laughs> They're having adult ga games. We had to Google that to uh, see what that meant. Exactly, yes. Uh, but the four of them are on the bed, and if they leave the bed, gruesome things will happen oh, to them. Oh, they are gruesome, are yeah, they Yeah, pretty gruesome. And uh, Sean, yeah, you'd be creeped out by this one. Sounds like they just yeah because the sex forever then the detective. Well, see, well, no, see, no, that wouldn't be. You know, uh, they just weren't that smart. You know, there, there's, there's good ways to go, and then there's <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. You see, Sean, see the cop that's investigating ending? the murder though gets kind of caught in some kind of a loop, so he can actually talk to these people before they die. Oh wow! And it's, he's trying to yeah. put together the fact that you know there's something supernatural going on here. Mm -hmm. He's trying to tell his partner. His partner mm -hmm. thinks he's uh, you know hitting the sauce, and mm -hmm. yes. so you got that whole subplot going there too. So That's the dwelling, see the dwelling. See this now. Pass up, swallow. Um, all right, yeah, the dwelling is on Prime, but I believe right now you have to rent it. Uh, it's for rental, not for you. <laughs> you're, you're a different story. You're a different story. All right, we're going to take a quick break here, and we're going to come back with Fury with another film. I'm sure you got a few to talk about. Ah, there's one that all three of us want to talk about, and I have a surprise for you. All right, cool. Save the surprise. Ooh. We're going to get into right now. I you know, a disturbance. There's definitely a disturbance <laughs> in the forest because we are going to be playing some folk music. Yes, I found a folk band along the way in Evans City. Uh, Dennis McCurdy and Friends. I kind of like this tune. Time can tell. It just kind of like grew on me, one of those things. And this is definitely a folk album. But we're going that, that route tonight, folks. And this guy was a really nice guy. The band was excellent live. And uh, once again, Dennis McCurdy and Friends. This was a CD he gave me. As far as looking him up, as far, I, 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 band camp is the way to go. And uh, he, there's a mean bass violin in this band, too, if you're into it. But Time Can Tell is a, a happy little tune. And uh, we'll get into that. And we'll come right back with Fury and Captain Sexy. Master, lady in the mirror. 
than that Paul said return serve out your time Because the Lord's gonna make you alright Oh the paper swirls round the alley Wind fills your eyes with grit It's a dirty old town and you're nowhere bound But you can't get away from it Spend a little time in heaven Too much time in hell Most time I'm caught in between Only time gonna tell
All right, folks. That was Dennis McCurdy and Friends Time Can Tell. And uh, go on Bandcamp for that one, folks. And um, actually, you can find him on Facebook, too. He's a really cool dude. He'll talk to you. And we're here with Fury and Captain Sexy, of course, in the house. And I appreciate you guys listening. Also, I do. I have to go over this before I forget. I bought some comic books this week, and I'm really into Joe Hill's Hill House Comics, mm. the issue uh, number one plunge. I now have a subscription to it. Uh, the cover alone will get you because there's a shark on it if you're a shark fiend like myself. First three pages of it, I showed Sean that last week. Mm-hmm. And to me, it was terrifying, very nightmarish, with a guy walking his dog on the beach. Excellent art, by the way. Walking a dog on the beach, and there's all these squid, just giant squid laying on the beach. And he's just like, oh, this is weird. Not realizing that the water had receded. And then the water comes back. And yeah. now he's in the water with all these giant squid, and they're attacking him and his dog. That was a nightmare to behold. And that was yeah. only the first three pages. That would be freaky. That was horrifying. And <laughs> Joe Hill, Stephen King's son. Uh, yeah, Plunge. Uh, Hill House Comics. They only allow you to buy one issue of these he things. He got his twisted mind honest. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, they only allow you to buy one issue of these things because uh, they go, they fly off the shelves. They it's, they don't let collectors go in there and buy a bunch of them, which is kind of cool. That and uh, Yusagi Yojimbo is back for you, Teenage Mutant new, new, new. Ninja Turtles. Mutant Ninja Turtles by Stan Sakai. That's where he came from, uh, Yosagi Yojimbo. He's got a new series. One through three is already out. I highly recommend it. And now, back to film with Fury. What's next on the agenda? Well, the- next is for me to take over host of the show. There you go. I'm going to sit I back. I like it. Because both of you were talking to me about a movie that apparently both of you saw and had some opinions on, and that is the movie Lighthouse. I actually didn't see it, and oh. I want to see it. Oh, it because I love Willem Dafoe. Okay, I love that. And uh, I really want to see what Robert Pattinson can yes, do. Yes, they gave and him a chance to act for a change. Yeah. Well, he did another movie, I think, uh, Water for Elephants, that mm-hmm. was like a serious film. Mm-hmm. Was and, he good uh, in that? I don't know. I didn't see it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it wasn't one of those ones that I wanted to see. So wait a minute, did I get bad info here? I enjoyed The Lighthouse. You saw it. Okay. I, I, yeah. I shouldn't say I loved it. I, I really liked it. You can't trust this guy. It's one of the... God. No, know? no, because we as soon as we came in, I said I loved it. I really didn't. I liked it. I loved William Dafoe. Um, it's one of those films that you walk away with, you really need to take a shower afterwards, though. Uh. It's 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 that, that kind of feeling, yeah. Anyway. Well, it's funny you should mention that, because <laughs> I brought you guys... Whoop, and, you, and you will see. He's got a satchel. Let, let me let me hold this up to camera. He, oh Four God. over here. Can you see the What's camera? What's in the part? satchel? There you go. Oh, is that... This says. Is this our ultimate demise? This says. Wash up. Wash up, and it's from. The lighthouse. The lighthouse, Get which is a twenty-four. So now I don't know how the hell we're going to do this. Maybe <laughs> you guys can shink it out on the air to see who uh, walks away with the satchel. Or maybe you could split it because inside, straight from uh, Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattison, we the have out of the satchel. first the Seaman's Helper. Ew. Don't even go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't go there. <laughs> He's pulling something out of the satchel. I am. Uh, I need two hands for this. It's a box, and now there's a wrapper. I'm afraid. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Is, is that full of weed? <laughs> uh-huh. Now you must recognize this, of course, David. Oh my! 
Yeah. Oh, that's creepy though. Huh? Yeah. See that? Oh, see, Sean, that you should out. You should have seen this movie. Huh? Is it soap? It is. Get the hell out of here. No. Okay. Yeah, it's... If you guys have seen the lighthouse, you know about the little statue of the mermaid that was found inside the mattress in Patterson's mattress. Ah, uh, correct. Yeah. He found it in there, put by a previous worker. Correct. It's a, The lighthouse is about two guys trying to hold on to their sanity while working at a, a remote lighthouse that's very mysterious, and that's the best way to put it. Yes. Um, the soap smells delicious. It's shaped like a mermaid, and, and somehow Fury got this as a promotional item. And for it's, the you know, the mermaid the is lighthouse. the... Uh, doesn't the mermaid become... Didn't Whoa. you say it becomes like the symbol of the, the horrors, yeah. if you will? Yeah, it definitely... Um, and then also with that is I, this. Uh, oh God! What did you get? You know, and, and both of you guys have beards, so no, this is. Is this there? You go. Poison. Look at that. Is this how you're going to kill us? And what is it? Wick, wiki oil. Yes, it's for your for beard. Your, oh, so it's like Vitalis for your beard. Sure. <laughs> and that came in, came with. Give it me too? that mermaid. I'll stick yeah, it back I, in a box. Yeah, please. It smells <laughs> too good. I'm going to open this bottle of wiki Wait, oil. Yeah, I want to see and, that. It has a picture of William Defoe on the wiki oil. Oh, crap. This tells you about all the great stuff in it. Oh, boy. I think I spilled it. Yeah, that smells like uh, William Defoe's beard. There you go. All right. That's what Billy was so using. This is what a real, the only film critic that matters. This is that's how I talk about you, by the way, um, when I introduce you everywhere online. It's a um, creepy little the, mermaid. The only that yeah, it's creepier in the film. The only film critic that matters gets these promotional items. So he got this little satchel of wiki oil and the actual well, the soap mermaid, the soap version of the statue mermaid in uh, the lighthouse. And when you see the movie, you'll understand. So now let me ask you this: Did you like the movie? Sean said he didn't see it. Not him. I didn't see it. God I wanted to see it. I should have seen it. Well, you know, it's funny you should I'm mention that it. because uh, I can tell you that if you uh, really want to know, that's pretty cool, huh? That is like pretty that. cool. That's a cool promotional <laughs> item. I must uh, yeah, I'm going to leave this here with you guys. And it smells nice. You guys can have this because you really, really like this movie. Oh, I think you say we really and need it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I really think I'm going to like this movie, and I'm and, definitely going to see it. You know, it, I, so. didn't get, I didn't get all of the uh, joy and love out of it that you guys did. So this no, is my no, way of I, saying... I'm really glad you enjoyed the movie. I liked it for its darkness. I love the cinematography, and it was creepy. I don't know how much of the monstrous stuff is real. I think it was all in their heads. Uh, or was it a cursed place? There's so many different ways to take that. There is. And if you'd like to know more about this movie... Go for it. You can go to the Outtakes with Fiore blog. Just type in outtakeswithfiore.blogspot.com. Or you can go over to the YouTube channel... Type in youtubeusers.com slash right critic, or you can go to the Outtakes with Fiore Facebook page and we'll direct you right to the lighthouse with Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. Batman. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. What do you think about that? You're the big Batman fan more than I, I am. Love Batman. So, how do you feel about Pattinson playing him? And I want to hear what both of you have to say about that before we get into the next movie. You saw the pictures, didn't you? I guess he's wearing a Batman shirt underneath it. I, I, okay, yeah, it's safe I to am say the Batman. you're the bigger <laughs> Batman fan in this room, unless you're Godzilla. Fury's Godzilla, yeah, but you're Godzilla too. So. I love Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're Godzilla that I would. I'm giant monster, giant robots. Which one? I, that one I was here last time. I was here, and that you had that really neat one. Uh, which Godzilla? No, I, I have to, oh, I know which one you're talking uh, about. Was straight that up, little guy? Straight up there. Is oh, it the oh, uh, the gummy one? The like the 
Yeah, I know. It's the, this guy, he well, he used to have pipe cleaners in them, and they do get broken through the years. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cool one. Say, so I told you he keeps moving shit around in this place. You can't find it. Was found he does a drugstore yeah. pharmacy in New Jersey in like '82. Uh, why is he warm? Place called Drug Fair. Probably because uh, you know what he fell on top of the lamp. Oh, oh. yeah. He, I gotta watch things like yeah, that. Yeah, you in the don't want to do that. He'll Godzilla melt. can handle that. He's only getting recharged. I got gotcha. you. Yes, exactly. Anyway, moving on. Uh, let's see. So, what see. did you think about Batman? Yeah, there were yeah, him being Batman. The new Batman, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, you saw the Batman. you saw the pictures and everything, didn't oh. you? I saw the pictures. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I, it's almost like they were test run images or something. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's what I got too. Yeah, like almost like demo, like demo stuff. So I called Warner Brothers. I said, "Yo, is that Pattinson in that costume?" Yeah, and my contact laughed. <laughs> <laughs> so that wasn't even him. That was a stunt man in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think any of that was like. Yeah, I, I, Te- test test images and. So you are you? Would you go pay to go see this one, this Batman? Yeah, the I'm gonna see it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's you're still a fan. I yeah, mean, we course. both paid to see Rise of Skywalker. We're fans. Well, actually, I didn't pay. Oh, see. I, I went. What'd you go I, with this I, guy I went, to a screener? I went on a. I went on. I went and Damn saw uh, the day it came out with uh, work. We had a uh, we had a vendor take us, and. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I'll say that. Okay. <laughs> I Just because we kind of like, this is becoming a prop show. Uh, Sean, I want you to hand that top DVD to Fury because I want to see a reaction here. And maybe he should read aloud what he's looking at. We went to the show. What am I looking at? They're actually an older band. Can you read that? Jenna tortures? <laughs> Jenna torturers. Yeah, it's like gore porn. Gore porn. <laughs> live, live in sin, and there is a parental advisory on yeah. the front. You pretty much have to be 21 and older to go see them, I'm pretty sure. Is this a band? What Probably. is this? Yeah, yeah. They, they've been around for years. We just saw them last year. Are these year. the members of the band? Yeah, some of them are. It's a, the female, there's a girl that's in charge. They, yeah, she, is, she is a legend, actually. They, uh, they don't like each other? Um, maybe know. they like each other too much. <laughs> it's like a... It's like a Porno- pornographic horror show. Yeah, um, they allude to it on stage. I don't know what's on that DVD because you can see it's not open yet. But I know it's on previous ones. It's uh, yeah, they're, they're out there. <laughs> Say the least. No well, one of the bonus features is mud wrestling team torture babes. So that should probably put you right in the uh, the old ballpark there, right? All I can say exactly. is they they gave it to me because I bought CDs. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to some of these titles. Flesh is the Law, The House of Shame. Wow. <laughs> you can't say the... What is Devil that? in a Bottle. Come Junkie. Come Junkie. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there you go. Jenna Torturers. Yeah. Don't say we didn't mention them. <laughs> That's a wild show. Oh, people. man. It's beyond. All right. Let's see now. We were getting into our last film that we were going to discuss... Before we do that, because we're talking about um, dirty movies, meaning you feel like you need to take a shower after you see them, probably just after you see The Jenna Torturers live, same thing. Um, There's a movie on Shudder right now that was probably the most, I don't know, kind of disturbing, disgusting films I've ever seen um, called The Golden Glove. Are you familiar with this? I am not. It's on, yeah. You've uh, got me. It's about, well, it's all about, let's see here, how do we get into this? Uh, since Jack Ketchum movies, I've ne- or Train Spotting, I never felt so dirty watching a movie. It was just so gross. Uh, directed by Faith Aiken, uh, it's based on the German serial killer Fritz Honka, 
who murdered four women between 1970 and 1975 in Germany, and he hid parts of their dead bodies in his apartment. The pub across the street in the red light district was called the Golden Glove, and that's where he found his victims. That's on Shudder. But the guy was so believable that it was hard to watch. Mm. He was disturbing. Mm. Uh, and everybody in the film is just disgusting. Like, really gross people. Degenerates. And you just, like... I, yeah, I had to see how, where it was going to go. A very interesting ending. Uh, for you serial killer fans. <laughs> anyway, the Golden Glove on Shudder. Uh, yeah, if you want to be kind of grossed out in a hygiene, hygienic way, watch it. Now, what's our last film of the night we were going to talk I about? Think that, I think that's good. I think we should wrap it. You want to wrap it there? Yeah, I think that's good. Okay, we can do that. I, I don't know how I can beat the... Uh... What was that? The Jenna Torture. Jenna Torture. So yeah, well, I, yeah. I, I didn't mean to trump you with that one. Yeah, uh, no, nah, that's it, brother. You know, we we uh, when we were kids, the uh, the video store in Blairsville where I grew up, uh, my brother rented this movie called The Wizard of Gore. You guys remember that movie? I remember Did you the name. That? Yeah, I remember the name. We had to shut it off. It was so like that bad. It was gross. Yeah, that bad. Like worse than Savini's The Ripper because that was pretty. I, I don't know if I ever time. saw that, but I I told you recently we went to that mummy exhibit down at the oh uh, you went to the science mummy. center and oh, uh, cool cool uh, Tom Savini was actually there walking oh, around with his family. I didn't uh, bother him because he was with his family. I thought that would be rude that I did that. He would be equally would rude that, right back. So yeah, <laughs> but but he was there. I was not like, a bad guy. Just, that's, that's how Tom he. Savini. Handle it, yeah. Anyway. Hey, <laughs> good for you, man. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, I want to thank you both for being here. Sean, you kind of had to be here. Um, Fury, <laughs> thanks for coming back. And, uh, I, like, I like being here. And dealing with us and uh, and giving us this wash up, uh, what do you want to call this, prop? I, I mean, uh, what do you want to call it, promo from the lighthouse? I'm, I'm interested to see where that's going to end up in this room the next time I come back here. Yeah, I might actually be able to say I have contributed yes. yes you know that's true i should have you sign that <laughs> well we're gonna, we're gonna go out with a song um uh dandy brown who like i said been a part of this show since the beginning he's been sending me stuff for years uh they have it was mostly him a dude but it's him and his girlfriend and i think they have a backup band they've done a lot of festivals good rock and roll solid rock and roll and uh we're gonna go out with i believe yeah collapse uh from it's it's from the palmyra album and uh, that's Dandy Brown. And uh, anything else in closing, guys? Do you want to plug anything else there, Fury? Or are we going to go uh, Tuesday? Am I going to go see a movie on Tuesday? Uh, I can tell you that, that well, uh, I guess I can mention this. I don't, I don't think they'll mind uh, too much. Uh, but uh, the show is for the third year in a row, uh, teaming up with uh, uh, Todd and John from New Dimension Comics. I know them. And we're sponsoring the, uh, the Three Rivers uh, Comic Con. Hmm. And uh, that's always a, a whole lot of fun. And this year it's going to be held down on the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Oh, wow. So if you are in Pittsburgh and attending the Three Rivers Comic Con, uh, I will be down there uh, the entire uh, time of the, uh, the both days, the Saturday and the uh, Sunday. And uh, uh, I'll be walking around free to, you know, just talk to people, meet people, what have you. And my son. Uh, will have a table there, and he'll be selling some of his artwork. Excellent, so, and I've seen uh, I've seen his stuff. It's excellent. Yeah, so uh, you might want to do that. That's May 30th and May 31st. That place is massive, too. It is massive, yeah, and they're going to fill it, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, next time we talk, Sean, we got a bunch of concerts coming up. 
absolutely. a lot to talk about. I mean, yeah. Faith No More, Megadeth, Corn, uh, uh, what the hell else? Uh, GBH, uh, I'm trying to talk you into that one. Yeah, Life of um, Agony. Uh, and... Life, and Filter, by the way, Filter is, uh, there's no word on that. I talked to the manager at the Craft House. The whole tour is canceled still. Not canceled, it's been postponed. Yeah. She said, hold on to the ticket. It may still happen, so we may still see Richie Patrick and, and folks. Frank Cavanaugh is going to be on the show a couple times. We just can't seem to get that in sync. Frank Cavanaugh, yeah. he was the bass player for Filter back in the day, and we, we're, he really wants to come on, and he's got music of his own, so that's coming up, too, in an upcoming show. All right, and uh, and always, too, uh, sponsor, I just want to throw this out there before we get a commercial from them. Um, the uh, They're our unofficial sponsor, but they're going to be a sponsor, the Diabetic Chef it, go to the diabeticchef.com. This is a mother and daughter team that will teach you how to cook for any diabetics in your family and in your life. And that's a very important thing. It hits close home to me, very close to home. And uh, so go to the diabeticchef.com and uh, hit them up. And they're very, very nice people. So they will be very accommodating. And once again, thanks for listening. And uh, well, tune in. We're going to go out with Danny Brown Collapse. Good night, folks, friends, and teens. You guys want to say good night? Good night.
Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of Her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Electric Acid. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together, we explore vibrations, frequencies, and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress, and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Electric Acid.